You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, at the end of the day, football is football. All Patriots, all, all time. That's spicy. All Patriots, all, all time. Welcome to, 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 to First and Foxborough. What's going on, everybody? I'm Kyrie Thompson. This is First and Foxborough. Make sure you download, subscribe, listen on the free Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Look, I'm going to I'm going to tease a little bit of something, get into a topic that uh, I'm sure I'm going to be talking about on tape Tuesday with Mutt at night on Tuesday night. But I'll have this on the podcast for Wednesday morning. That's how we usually do this. I want to tease it a little bit and maybe go in a different direction because I don't want to spoil all of the avenues and just like have a repeat episode for tomorrow morning. But look, I just wrote a column on WEEI.com a little bit ago about Bill Belichick and about the concept of evolution and kind of tying it into a little bit of my old paleontological background. It's funny because as I was thinking about what to write about, because they're, I mean, you don't want to keep talking about the offense over and over and over again. We kind of know what the issues are. And I mean, obviously, you know, the tape could show other things, um, but just generally, right? So much of this just comes back to, to Bill Belichick and the overall philosophy of this team. And, and you know, we're going to talk about the defense too, Um I don't know if we're going to do it quite in this podcast, but definitely we're going to be talking about it throughout this week and over the next coming weeks because they are about to face some dudes that are going to give them problems. But in particular, I wanted to talk about Bill Belichick here because it struck me as I was thinking about what is going on with this team, what's going on with him, why are some of the, why did he choose to do some of the things that he did this year? And it really made me think that, you know what he reminds me of? is you know kind of like this this uh, relic of an old world basically you know like like a crocodile like crocodiles have been around since before the dinosaurs even and they're still here right and they're still they're still living they're still thriving they're still around um but they used to be able to do so much more and occupy so many other different spaces in the world, right? I mean, they used to be huge for one thing, like dinosaur size. They could drag you down into the river, like like a whole dinosaur, just take you down, right? They used to be able to run on land and like be able to like just headbutt you and 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 come at you and 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 knock you out, right? I mean, they they could do so many different things and have all these different body types. Like I used to work in a lab that had just all kinds of of crocodile fossils from from back in the cretaceous period right like around the time of the dinosaurs and just like they were so unique and weird and had all these different body types and now it's like 
okay, you know, crocodiles are kind of stream, crocodiles and alligators really kind of streamline things a little bit more, a um, little bit more uniform. And, you know, they, they kind of do things more or less similar way. If you wander into their area and you're not paying attention, they can get you. OK, they can they can you know, wait motionless, wait for you to show up and then and then you'll know, nab you. They can, you know, if you're, you're walking around in the Everglades or something like that and you're not, you know, watching where you're going or why are you in the Everglades in the first place? If you don't live there, if you're not, you know, why are you just like strolling around? Because there's alligators everywhere. I'm not trying to run into one of these things. But if you if you allow them to, they can get you. And that kind of reminds me of Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. They are not an extremely talented football team. They're they're fine. Okay, they're decently talented. They're not bad. I mean, people really go to extremes sometimes. Like, this is a terrible football team. Max, terrible. All this is terrible. And it's like, no, they're not. They're fine. They're just not great. Okay, they're, there's a big difference between elite and complete in Houston Texans. Okay. The, the Patriots are not Houston Texans bad. Okay. But again, like you can, you can get a, have a Davis Mills come into town or a Sam Ellinger or a Zach Wilson or a Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, sure. You can have them come into town and you can humiliate them because you don't have to be that good to do that. You're just better than they are. And, and you're, you're planning your good old fashioned way of doing things and harassing quarterbacks and making life difficult on them and taking away what they do best. Like, yeah, you can do all that against those kinds of players. But when you run into the top dogs now, and this is, I mean, kind of how it is now with, uh, you, know, um, you know, the age of mammals, right? Crocodiles don't want to be messing around with hippos or like jaguars will, will, will stalk crocodiles and like pull them up out of the water. Like that stuff's wild. When you see that stuff on the videos and all that, it's like, you're not the top dog anymore. Okay. You got to keep your head on a swivel because there are stronger, bigger, more dynamic, more athletic things out there that can get you. And if you aren't, you know, on your P's and Q's and, and you, and you try to pull the same old stuff that you would do against another team or another animal, if you're talking about a crocodile, you get jumped. You get clowned. And I feel like that's what's happening to the Patriots. You can't treat Josh Allen like he's Sam Ellinger or, or any of these athletic quarterbacks, these dynamic players. You can't treat them the same way. Or even, you know what, these, these dynamic receivers, yeah, they, they threw a double team or two at, at Justin Jefferson. But the reality is that you're not double teaming them with an elite court. You're double teaming them with like Jonathan Jones and Devin McCourty. Good players, good players, but neither one of them particularly great. And so you have this great player, arguably the best receiver in football, just clowning you all day, whatever he wants. You try to have Jonathan Jones covering Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs is, is eating John Jones or Jack Jones or whatever Jones brother, except maybe Marcus. Marcus is playing well right now, but I don't think he got many opportunities against Stefan Diggs. Um, but just whoever they throw out there, and you're still trying to play man coverage, and you're still trying to do things that way. It's like, mm -mm -mm, that's not how this works. Or with offense, yeah, you know, we got Mac Jones, who's a decent quarterback. Let's go ahead and, and try to win and build a roster the same way we would do it with Tom Brady. 
except for a couple of things. One, Mac Jones is not Tom Brady. Might never be, but I mean, definitely isn't right now. Oh, and also we're going to take away, we're going to lose Josh McDaniels and we're going to replace him with Matt Patricia because, oh yeah, well, we found a loophole where, you know, we can, we don't have to pay Matt Patricia hardly anything. So yeah, well, we've got him here. Why don't we have him run our offense? And, and it's going about as poorly as you can expect, but that's all because I want things done my way. I don't want to pull an offensive coordinator from the outside. Okay. I don't, I, I want to change my philosophy the way I want to change it. I don't want to bring in these new ideas. You can listen to some of the, the, the almost scoffing I felt like with Matt Patricia. Yeah. You know, RPOs, he was talking about doing RPOs. Yeah. They're more of like a college age thing. It's like the, the, Teams that are destroying you right now, like even within your division, the Miami Dolphins run RPO all the time. Yeah, they got beat up a little bit by the San Francisco 49ers because that's the best defense in the league. That just kind of is what it is. Um, they they got tested there. But look, Josh Allen and the Bills run college-style plays too, right? Lamar Jackson, they, they run things kind of more out of college as well. And they ran all up and down and all around on you. Justin Fields did it to you. I mean, we got to get past some of this stuff, man. But but again, I feel like it speaks to this overall overarching desire to have it be your way and to not evolve the same way that everybody else is doing it. You know, my way is still best. And I feel like that's actually reflected in Matt Patricia. Because I feel like Matt Patricia is like that. When he was a head coach with the Detroit Lions, it was the same thing. Well, I'm just going to play man defense because that's what I do. That's what I know how to do. And they would get shredded. They would get destroyed. This defensive-minded coach's defense getting destroyed by good offenses because he wouldn't adapt. And the whole situation with Kendrick Bourne this offseason, oh, yeah, well, he's mad about the direction of the offense. He was late to a meeting or whatever. Now he's in the doghouse. And now he's still not playing. All this time into the season, he's still not doing anything. Ridiculous, okay? So to me, I, I feel like everything about what's happened with the Patriots this year is because they are stuck. They are stagnant. They are not changing. I mean, they basically have most of the same personnel as they did last year. They said, you know, we're just going to run it back. And I understand some of that's got you know financial implications. They had a lot of dead money and, and not a lot of cap space to to operate this season or they they had they didn't have that much cap space to operate the season so the idea of oh yeah we're just going to go ahead and, and trade everybody and uh and, and open up this cap space yeah that's not really how this works or yeah well you know just just uh you know move things around because the cap's not real and it's like yeah but that has that has consequences if you do that and so i understand that to an extent you were going to ride through this year and and see how it goes but again i just feel like i wrote about it earlier this year that this was kind of like a sequel movie and that you were getting to the part where yeah you're more or less kind of where you were in in the in the sequel movie where you had the rough start but then you had the middle portion where you could rack up all these wins and everybody's feeling good about it but people aren't quite as caught off guard now nobody's called no one was calling the patriots the best defense in the league when they were what seven and or what six and four or whatever it was no no one was calling the best defense in the league at that point because we'd seen that movie last year already when they were seven and four and they were beating up on bad teams bad quarterbacks 
everybody was a little bit more wary about it. And then lo and behold, they start playing. They play the Vikings and they play the Bills. And then all of a sudden it doesn't look as good. And we're like, yep, we saw that one coming. I think that when it comes to the way things are right now, and I'm going to talk a little, I'll probably you know talk a bit more about the Tom Brady angle more on Monday night. I don't want to get into it right now. I got to save something for you. Got to save something for you for later. But I feel like so much of what's going on with the Patriots right now is Bill Belichick raging against the dying of the light and fighting this battle with the changing environment around him, trying to do things the same old way, but you're just not the same old guy anymore. Things aren't working the, the, the same way that they used to. And you're doubling down because you don't know another way. Because you had so much success that other way, why would you need to change? I'm gonna I'm gonna do it my way until until I'm done. And you know what? That's fine. You can do that, but you're probably gonna leave empty-handed. You're you're probably not gonna win another title because that's just not how this works anymore. Okay, whether it's it's about the quarterback or the need for elite talent at premium positions as opposed to just having a bunch of really good players, and then you have you know kind of one star that elevates all of it with your quarterback, but apparently you thought it was the coaching. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. Apparently you thought it was the coaching and not the quarterback. Um, you're finding out that's incorrect if that was true, but it, it just doesn't work like that anymore. And every time you go up against a good team with elite talent, you get shown up and that's why. Okay. Because you haven't figured out how to change your team building or your coaching to adjust to that. And it's a shame I do think that overall, I mean, I've seen people question whether or not this impacts Bill Belichick's legacy, whether it, it you know, diminishes him or tarnishes it. No. What are you talking about? At the end of the day, if Bill Belichick were to retire at the end of the season, do you think anybody's first, the, the headline that's going to be, you know, in, in the Chiron is, oh, Bill Belichick, who was like a 500 coach for the last three years of his career, um, you know, retires today. No, it's going to be Bill Belichick, the greatest coach of all time, six-time Super Bowl winner retires today, right? That's what it's going to be. Yeah, we'll talk about the, you know, 500 record or below 500 record or whatever without Brady or whatever. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. That's going to be down the list of things we talk about. But the first thing we're going to, because legacy is what you leave behind. Oh, yeah, you left behind a 500 record in the last three years of your career without Brady. But before all that, you left behind all the Super Bowl titles and the way that you changed the game from a coaching perspective and a team building perspective and the way that you aggressively sought loopholes to, to give yourselves a competitive advantage. Those are the things people are going to talk about first. So, no, I'm sorry. Bill Belichick's legacy is not tarnished by any of this. I mean, even with as ridiculous as, you know, the, the Matt Patricia thing is looking right now, that's still going to be like the 15th thing you talk about when Bill Belichick's career is all said and done and when he gets to go to the museum of football and we all immortalize him the way that we do the dinosaurs and the ancient crocodiles that I was over here spitting about the first couple of minutes. But you know what? It doesn't feel like that right now because right now he's in, you know, an old head, you know, a, like I said, a relic who's, who's trying to cling to what was while the world that is, is passing him by. And you know what? Again, it probably means that he'll he'll leave without winning another title. And it's that that's a, that's unfortunate. But it is what it is because in the end, you adapt or you die. You adapt or you don't. 
and Bill Belichick isn't. And those are the consequences. Like I said, though, I'm sure there'll be more talk about that on Mud at Night and, and going forward and all that. But this has been First in Foxborough. I'm Kyrie Thompson. Make sure you tune in for more of our previews of the Arizona Cardinals game coming up next Monday night. And obviously of things that come down from Gillette Stadium, Bill Belichick's press conferences, players' press conferences, all that good stuff. We'll be keeping you up to date. Until next time.